Bob Southie, you're a poet, poet laureate, and representative of all the race. Although it's true that you turned out a Tory at last, yours has lately been the common case. And now, my epic renegade, where are you at? With all the Lakers in and out of place, a nest of tuneful persons to my eye, like four and twenty blackbirds in a pie. Which pie being open, they began to sing. This old song and new simile holds good. A dainty dish to set before the king, or regent, who admires such kind of food. And Coleridge, too, has lately taken wing. But like a hawk encumbered with his hood, explaining metaphysics to the nation, I wish he would explain his explanation. You, Bob, are rather insolent, you know, at being disappointed in your wish to supersede all warblers here below and be the only blackbird in the dish. And then you overstrain yourself or so and tumble downward like the flying fish gasping on deck because you soar too high, Bob, and fall for lack of moisture, quite a dry, Bob. And Wordsworth, in a rather long excursion, I think the quarto holds 500 pages, has given a sample from the vast diversion of his new system to perplex the sages. Tis poetry, at least by his assertion, and may appear so when the dog star rages, and he who understands it will be able to add a story to the Tower of Babel. You gentlemen, by dint of long seclusion, from better company, have kept your own at Keswick, and through still continued fusion of one another's minds, at last have grown to deem as a most logical conclusion that Posey has reefs for you alone. There is a narrowness in such a notion, which makes me wish you'd change your lakes for ocean. I would not imitate the petty thought, nor coin myself love to so, to so base a vice, for all the glory your conversion brought, since gold alone should not have been its price. You have your salary. Was it for that you wrought? And Wordsworth has his place in the excise. Your shabby fellows, true, but poets still, and duly seated on the immortal hill. Your bays may hide the baldness of your brows, perhaps some virtuous blushes. Let them go. To you, envy, to you I envy neither fruit nor boughs, and for the fame you would engross, engross below. The field is universal and allows scope to all such as feel the inherent glow. Scott, Rogers, Campbell, Moore and Crabb will try to against you the question with posterity. For me, who wandering with pedestrian muses contend not with you on the winged steed, I wish your fate may ye yield ye when she chooses. The fame you envy and the skill you need and recollect a poet nothing loses. In giving to his brethren their full meed of merit and complaint of present days, is not the certain path to future praise. He that reserves his laurels for posterity, who does not often claim the bright reversion, has generally no great cop to spare it, he being only injured by his own assertion. And although here and there some glorious rarity arise like Titan from the sea's immersion, the major part of such appellants go to, to God knows where, for no one else can know. If falling in evil days on evil tongues, Milton appealed to the Avenger, Time. If Time, the Avenger, execrates his wrongs and makes the word Miltonic mean sublime, he deigned not to belie his soul in songs, nor turn his very talents of a crime. He did not loathe to the sire to lord the sun, but close the tyrant hater he begun. Thinkest thou, could he, the blind old man, arise like Samuel from the grave, to freeze once more the blood of monarchs with his prophecies, or be alive again? Again, all whore with time and trials, and those helpless eyes, and heartless daughters, worn and pale and poor, 
Would he adore a sultan? He obey the intellectual eunuch Castle Ray? Cold-blooded, smooth-faced, placid, miscreant, dabbling its sleek young hands in Erin's gore, and thus for wider carnage taught to pant, transferred to gorge upon a sister shore, the vulgarest tool that tyranny could want, with just enough of talent and no more, to lengthen fetters by another fixed, and offer poison long already mixed. A narrator of such set trash of phrase, ineffably, legitimately vile, that even its grossest flatterers dare not praise, nor foes all nations can condescend to smile, not even a sprightly blunder spark can blaze from that elixir grindstone's ceaseless toil that turns and turns to give the world a notion of endless torments and perpetual motion.